And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. UFC 290 in Las Vegas. The prelims already underway. And we're going to make some money tonight right here on the BetQL Network. With Brendan Tobin, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Ruthless Robbie Lawler is going to join us coming up here in a little while ahead of his final UFC fight tonight. Let's get into it. Francis and Fury. That is Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury is getting close. Is it getting close enough, Brendan, where you think that it's actually going to happen? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think uh, I don't think a guy like Ariel Helwani throws that out there if it's not going to happen. And I I would say based on I don't know how many how much uh, you know the the audience has been following what's going on with the heavyweight division in boxing, but it's in a very weird place right now. Everybody just kind of seems on hold. Uh, you know, there's no matches between Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua. Usyk just announced. He's be fighting uh, Daniel Dubois, so that fight with Fury fell out. What happened? Yeah, what so, happened to Usyk Fury? That's been teased for a minute, like a couple just of times. Blown negotiations, dude. Just never happened. And uh, and honestly, I don't know if we'll end up getting an undisputed championship because I'd imagine Usyk's going to end up dropping some belts soon. Uh, Anthony Joshua is going to fight Dillian White coming on up, so that's a, a rematch from back when he was champion. And it seems like we might get Deontay Wilder versus Andy Ruiz. So Tyson Fury is, at this moment, really left without a dance partner. And guess what? So is Francis Ngannou. He doesn't really have anybody to fight either. So in a way, it does make a lot of sense that this is the time these guys are going to fight because they don't really have a lot of options for either one of their current sports. Uh, It'll be a fun spectacle. I am with people that think, like, look, Francis Ngannou in a pure boxing match is going to get embarrassed. but. Who cares? I mean, like, it it is a fun thing. This isn't, you know, stupid, like, billionaire versus billionaire in the octagon. (laughs) This is, you know, the reigning heavyweight championship champion of boxing and the, the, you know, the, I mean, when people, the, 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 the undethroned, I don't know the right way to put it, you know, UFC champion. That's definitely not it. But you guys get my point. He's the UFC heavyweight champion. And he, these guys fighting in a, in a boxing match, that's cool. I mean, who's not into that as a combat sports fan? The poster is going to look incredible with those two big dudes standing toe-to-toe. Of course, Ngannou is going to lose the fight. But, like, in the first round, maybe you can convince me he lasts, his, he lasts a couple. Maybe he gets him on the chin. Maybe he knocks him down. Maybe we start standing up and getting, you know, yelling at our TVs. You're right. It's one side of the same way that McGregor Mayweather was. Although that lasts a whole lot longer than we thought, and these guys are heavyweights. That's all I'm saying. And as you point out, both guys need to do something as far as combat goes. Tyson Fury doesn't need the money, but big payday. Francis Ngannou, part of the reason he got out of the UFC was because he wanted a bigger payday, and this is it. So it's not like we're surprised. Right. This is essentially it makes it worth it. It, it makes it worth like it. it exactly. It, yeah, it, it makes, makes it worth it for Francis. The whole. Yeah, the whole thing of people saying he really messed this up and Dana White, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence that as soon as that news drops of, you know, Tyson Fury Francis, it's not surprising that he comes announced with his uh with his big announcement this week, which we'll get to in a second. But I I like it for Francis. You know, the guy deserves it. It is heavyweight. Uh, and I think the thing that people are gonna be shocked by is how much bigger Tyson Fury is than Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou is shorter than Deontay Wilder. Like, 
you know, it, it's it, you're so you're going to be, I think, a little bit uh, taken aback by how smaller he looks compared to Tyson Fury, where in the UFC, he looks like the biggest thing in the sport. It's all relative. I mean, Nikola Jokic looks small next to George Murison, but those are both some big ass dudes. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine, talking a little fighting, make a little money on the BetQL network. The announcement, Dana White, as you're talking about. Uh, John and Stipe is now official. John Jones, Stipe Miocic at UFC 295 MSG. John, when he came back, I thought, all right, it's pretty obvious why he went away. He was a little bored with the whole thing. The light heavyweight division, he had cleaned it out. There wasn't a lot of interesting stuff there. So go away, get fat, become a heavyweight, and then see what that landscape looks like. Unfortunately, the guy we were just talking about, Nganu, was gone his first fight versus uh surreal gone i mean you know gone was just kind of a guy i think he's kind of proven mm -hmm. that he's maybe not what he was all hyped up to be now that we get to see john versus stipe this is what i've been waiting for like when john jones sure. came back th th this is the fight so now that it's official i'm excited 295 msg i i, I mean I, i'm thrilled for it i mean you're you know to get matchups like this that are not only you know current great matchups but are historic matchups too because you're talking about a guy who you know people look upon as the heavyweight goat and stipe miocic and then you have john who everybody thinks is the best to ever do it now in his second fight at heavyweight uh in a way it's almost cool it sets up because now we know okay john can do things at heavyweight he does still look like a mauler but as as you said and, and allude this is a different ball of wax for john i mean you're talking about not a not a cute prospect, not a guy who's kind of, you know, had a couple of nice performances. You know, Stipe's a dog, man. I mean, this guy is beating everybody there is to beat. He's avenged losses. Um, he's a great wrestler. He's a great boxer. Cardio for days. He has knockout power. He's been in there with the, the best of them. He's gone five rounds with Francis Ngannou. He's been stopped by Francis Ngannou. You know, he's, he's you know, he's just, he's so battle-tested and seeing all of these guys at their biggest. Now, look, John is a different type of challenge in his own way, but it's just so intriguing because, like, John against he's you know John is looked upon in some ways as so much of as the perfect fighter, a guy who really has no weakness. And yeah, we've seen Stipe lose, but Stipe really doesn't have a weakness. I mean, like he's lost to guys who hit really, really hard or have gotten them with body shots and. That's the thing with heavyweight is like you're taking on 260 pound men. The margin for error is small. And, and, and if you screw up, it could be, it could just be a bad night in the octagon for you, which is what makes it so fascinating with John. Like that's not really there. We've never seen John against those big knockout artists. He's usually been able to pick everybody apart, not knocking his resume his you know, in my eyes, he's still the greatest to ever do it. But this is what makes it so fascinating is you're talking about, a guy now you're you you've come to play in the heavyweight division for real skis. Yeah, Stipe, of course, uh, has taken out guys like Daniel Cormier in his career. And by the way, he's also a firefighter. That guy can do absolutely anything, widely regarded as the best heavyweight of all time, taking on the guy who's widely regarded as BT said, the best fighter, the best combat athlete of all time. Can't wait for that fight. You're gonna have to pay though, if you want John Jones. I wouldn't be surprised. Early odds have John as more than a two-to-one favorite, I bet he's closer to a three-to-one favorite by the time the fight goes off. So if you want Stipe. And I, think, and, I, and I do think that, like, 
there's gonna be a number that's gonna trick me into that's gonna put me on Stipe, dude. Like it just I don't know, man. I think you're lying. I, think, I, I don't think I'm a huge John like, I'm a huge dude. I'm a huge John Jones advocate. I think he's the goat, but dude, like if you're gonna tell me at certain points that Stipe is gonna get to like plus three fifty, you and I aren't gonna take a little a, a little a little piece of that and say, like, come on, it's Stipe. Like it's it's like when when we're talking about Alexander Volkanovsky, it's like we're not going to take Alexander Volkanovsky at this number that night. Come on, like we gotta. I, I, it's not a it's not a doubt on John. I get it, but like, I when do I ever get Stipe at this at this betting line in mixed martial arts? Like, yeah, there is going to be a. I, I don't know what that number is, but I'll stare at it and I'll be like. I think I got to play Stipe. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to come that time. We'll have plenty of shows to get to it, but like there'll be a time where I get to it, and I'm going to be like, I think I got to play Stipe on this one. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if I believe you, buddy, but I do believe that your voice hit puberty there when you said Stipe. You go, it's Stipe! So, Stipe, yeah, dude. I think a lot. It's Stipe, man. What are you going to do? Um, Let's move on. Speaking of heavyweights, Ty Tuivasa versus friend of the show, Alexander Volkov. That's official for UFC 293 in Sydney. I love both those guys. I don't want anybody to lose that fight. I know it's a big one too for Ty too because you know he's he's been on uh, he's been on hard times a little bit, but he's been there before too where he's needed to bounce back. Like that's been the thing where you know he's got a uh, he's seen like his career is kind of teetering. Then he'll get a big knockout. I, I I lean Ty here. I just think a little bit younger, a little bit more dynamic of a puncher. Although shout out to Volkov. That's our dude invited us to go ice diving in Russia. You know, I mean, how, how, how can we, how can we hate that guy? I mean, he's a delight, and, you know, him and his translating friend, but I, I, Ty, I feel like, you know, Ty, especially, you know, we're talking, you know, hometown crowd. How does he, has he, has he going to lose that? That feels like it's, it's set up for him to get the W there. His translating friend. I don't know that guy's name either, but he was cool and he had a big beard. It was cool. He, did invite us. he was a good guy. He, he did invite us to go ice fishing in Russia. So I don't know. Maybe we make that happen. Speaking of fights, Davison Figueredo and Dominic Cruz is getting close. I don't know why, but that one excites me for some reason. Like I got a little I got a little sick of seeing Davison Figueredo taking on Brandon Moreno. And Dominic Cruz always interests me because you look at his record and you're like, what? He's only lost four fights ever, but when he gets caught, he really gets caught. I like this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little reminiscent of him versus Marlon Vera, like right, like it's yes, it's, you know, Davidson's a bit of a Mack truck. He he's gonna come in there. He's gonna now get to go up and wait. Not gonna have to suck himself down. Uh, I guess the question is, you know, how much does that translate to this division? And he's got a weird riddle that he's got to figure out in in Dominic Cruz. It's always it's always a tough one, but. I think the one thing I would say with Dom these days as opposed to years past is like, you know, I feel like Dom could just stay on that for five rounds on his bicycle in and out with his footwork and just never miss a beat. I think we have seen like, and it's natural just with, uh, with, with the years going by, like one little slip up and, you know, he's cooked and, and it could be a dangerous night. So he's got to be on his, uh, on his game for, for, for Figueredo, but it's uh it's a it's a weird welcome to this division for for Davidson. Do you still get carded when you go out? Like if you go to a bar or a casino, do you still get carded in general? I know your wife does because she looks young, but do you? Uh not really. I did to come back from Tennessee. Tennessee very strict on IDs, I noticed. They're just like oh, we can't <laughs> give it to anybody yet. Very, very, Only... very at least the town I was in. 
Only reason I'm asking is because Dominic Cruz is 38 years old, and surely he's got to bust out that ID every single time. I mean, he looks like he's 22. 38 years old, Boy. Dominic Cruz. How about that? Um, speaking of fights, friend of the show, Cheeto Vera has a fight lined up against Pedro Munoz. That one's going down UFC 292 in Boston. That card's shaping up lovely. Yeah, I mean, that's a fun fight. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I obviously it doesn't have the buildup that him and uh, Henry Cejudo had, and it's not as significant for Cheeto, but I feel like that's going to be a really fun fight, and I think for for Cheeto, he goes out there, and he, I think he should take care of business against a guy like Pedro Munoz, is battle-tested and uh, respected veteran, but I think that if, if Cheeto gets the win there, like, now he's got the opportunity to have his hand raised on a card with Sean O'Malley. Um, if Sean ends up winning, you know, Sounds like this is going to be Aljamain's last fight at Bantamweight no matter what. So, yeah, it could be a big night for him where he sets himself up for a, a, a rematch and another showdown with the Sugar Show. Because Cheeto's not far from the belt. Yeah, he went out there and looked terrible, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, last fight against Corey Sandhagen. That being said, if he goes out there and looks awesome in this fight, has another crazy knockout, take the microphone, call out O'Malley, it's a good opportunity. Well, not only that, but you have... Corey Sandegan has a tough fight because he's got to take on Umar Namagamadoff. So, like, yes, I would say Corey's definitely got to be leading the pack, but crazy enough for him to go take this fight against Umar Namagamadoff, like, he could lose that fight. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the opportunity does open up there for Cheeto because he's got the, uh, the win in the past against Sean O'Malley. So that's, I mean, an automatic storyline for a pay-per-view. Producer Jake texted me the other night, late, like he likes to do, middle of the night, and he said, dude, did you know GSP's returning? And I got out of bed. I was like, what? And then he let me know that it was grappling on the UFC Fight Pass Invitational. Mm -hmm. Still cool, but come on, dude. I'm excited. I'll watch. Excited to see GSP on any UFC format, but uh, not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Not exactly uh, late-night text-worthy, I would say. I would That's say, what I'm saying. Uh, that, that I don't think I would uh, I would rattle people up there for that. But, you know, it's look, he's he is one of the best to ever do it. That's cool. I mean, you get to see him compete. Um, I think a lot of people will sign up to try and get in there and get in with GSP. You know, maybe his boy Musk will be in the corner. Who knows? Conor McGregor, no surprise, the worst coach in tough history, loses again. 0-6 now in the tough house. How's that Michael possible? Because he doesn't care. He doesn't try. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think we knew nobody like go in there. I mean, even bad franchises draft a good player every now and then. Like, you know, he, he didn't by accident draft, but you know, draft anybody who could go win a fight. No, this is the Cleveland Browns who had the number one overall pick like eight different times, and they somehow won two games every one of the like you do. You say bad franchises draft good players and somehow win games. Not the Browns. That's what Connor McGregor got, is in the tough outs. He's unbelievably got bad. Miles Garrett. He uh, they still didn't win. Not a Miles Garrett around. <laughs> you get my drift. You get my point. Coming up next, text your friends. Call your mama. Let everybody know. Because ruthless Robbie Lawler fights his final fight in the UFC tonight. But before that, he joins us right here on Tapped Out. You're locked into the BetQL Network.